everybody, welcome to One Set. My name is Anthony Irvin. What's up, everybody? How we doing? This is my co-host, Jim Green. This has been a, uh, a year in the making. It's, it's, it's really been 23 years in the making. Uh, who, who wants to tell it, you or me? I don't know. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Here we are together. Bring you guys episode 10 of One Set. How you guys doing? My name is Anthony Irvin, Jim a.k.a. Green. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. This is my co-host, Jim Green, a.k.a. Green Monster. Green Monster over here. My name is Jim. How's everyone doing? Uh, I was just thinking about Mr. Davis earlier. Really? I was. I was like... We gotta get a hold of this guy. We do. I, I gotta. We gotta try to get back on trying to see if uh, you know we can get a hold of him. I, I know, um, and I'll for the sake of being out here. I know we've been having a hard time getting a hold of him, but I definitely think we gotta try to you know get back on that. We definitely gotta try to get him on here. Yeah, I I was driving earlier. I was like, ah, we're we're shooting episode ten. Yeah tonight uh and we're in person obviously yep epic moment everybody yeah <laughs> um but i was literally thinking like we gotta work on this mr davis thing like we gotta make that happen um so for our friends that are listening uh if you can be of any assistance because we Breathe this out into the universe. Episode one. Yes. Um, we would like to be in touch with him and hope that he would he, even if he just jumped on and said hi mm-hmm. for like two seconds. Right. That would be brilliant. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, so supposedly, um, a, a fellow teacher of mine that I knew had unfortunately passed away a few a few weeks ago and supposedly on like the online you know website that they usually have for people sure supposedly he actually you know responded to that saying you know or uh you know this person was a nice guy he was part of the Pendelco school district so my mom told me he's like I think Mr. Davis actually you know responded so I'm like all right well He's definitely out there, so he's got to find that, him. And that was the thing, episode one, I said, I hope he's alive and well. Yes. Um. So it's just a so matter we, of... we know he is. And from a source, I mean, I know he's been having a couple ups and downs, but seems like he's doing well. So, I mean, we're on the, on the right path. But, you know, hopefully, you know, we're, like I said, we're 10 episodes in, but hopefully we'll get to him within these next 10 and hopefully you know uh we can you know at least have a small maybe a small conversation with them yeah well i think i mentioned to you uh right before we signed on like live Mm -hmm. right episode 20 would look like may 17th and then episode 30 will look like july 26th so Mm -hmm. hopefully before your birthday right um, because before your birthday would be July nineteenth, right? That would be episode twenty nine. So yeah, if, if we can grab, <clears throat> not yeah, because my birthday's on a Wednesday. Yeah, right? Or or is it a Monday? Sorry, everybody. Uh, before we sign on earlier, um, oh my god, we we were cr- almost crying, laughing. I, yeah. I I think Anthony's uh, wife and son almost woke up upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were we just absolutely lost our minds. Um, 
Uh, to answer your question, though, your birthday is landing on a Wednesday. Wednesday. That's yes. what I thought. Because usually me and Jen's birthdays, I mean, we're four weeks apart. So usually if hers lands on a certain day, mine's landing the same day four weeks later. So that's how I can we can usually decipher between, okay, what day is either one of our birthdays landing on. Uh, so I, I, I knew it was either like a Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah, ho- hopefully we can have some type of detail. But like I said, if uh, anybody watching, you know, the episode, which is going to be uploaded, you know, hopefully Friday. I mean, uh, you know, I have a show tomorrow night. So and especially with work, it's been kind of really been, uh, you know, challenging. So I'm hoping to get this uh, video uploaded by the weekend at the latest. Uh, but if anybody watching has any information on Mr. Davis, feel free to email us at uh, onesetpod at gmail.com. The number one. And, or feel free to just hit us up on Facebook or Instagram if you guys are on one of those. If you have any information on Mr. Davis, tell him we would love to, you know, have a conversation with him. Just tell us, tell him that, you know, this podcast was, you know, set up in his honor because he was the one that brought me and Jim together uh, as friends. And if you guys wanted to hear that whole conversation, you guys can go back to episode one and two. We gave a good, uh, you know, description of how, you know, we met and how Mr. Davis was influenced by our friendship. But, uh, you know, to to those uh, factors, we hope, again, that Mr. Davis is doing well and we hope to talk to you soon. You know, 100 percent, 100 percent. <laughs> especially me uh i was supposed to be a math teacher well not supposed to be but like that was um kind of how i was gravitating my life as a child um was you know when you find that you're good at something you kind of latch on to it yeah right um and i knew um it it's 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 interesting because like I, I I think I talked about how I didn't I didn't talk until I was like three uh-huh. years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it wasn't it like it and like I kind of fell through the same route that you did and not to right. call you out on it or no. anything. Um, you know, uh, the guidance counselors when I was yep. four, five, six years old were telling my parents, like, he needs another year. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's what I was told, too. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's... <laughs> I, I love that we're talking about this on and to be completely honest, mm-hmm. I know we were talking about this the other day, <laughs> right? We were literally talking about you going through transitional first the other day. Yeah. And, I, went, I went through, I, uh, I was, I went to kindergarten and they thought I wasn't ready for first. So I went to transition, spent a year in transition mm-hmm. and then went to first grade. Right. And like, for me, I didn't talk until I was free years old and then um i i didn't go through transitional first um i was really good at math so i went to honors math in middle school um my comp my reading comprehension was whoopsie i (laughs) I don't have the timestamp to do that. We'll, we'll get it. We'll read it back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. It's right there. Nine minutes. Oh, there you go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I like through middle school. Um, I did well with math and then. Um, when we were getting ready to leave 
eighth grade and go to the high school, yeah, they were like, we want to put you in higher level science because it couples well, essentially, mm-hmm. like or partners well with math. And I'm like, okay. Right. And <laughs> I did biology and chemistry, and I'm like, where's the math? Yeah. <laughs> I literally ate Whoopsie. for yeah. two years. <laughs> what are you doing to me what are you doing to me but then i got the physics i got the physics yeah and then it was like oh all the algebra yeah there there is a lot more mathematical aspects in physics and you know that's definitely where you know i I remember taking physics and it, it was definitely a lot more math for for the sciences of the facts that I, I mean, because I've taken everything from like organic chem to biochem, everything I mean in college, but like physics is definitely like a mathematical type of, uh, yeah. you know, it's so algebra based. Yeah. And, so and, and, and I know that's kind of your territory. Territory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I and it it it's <laughs> I got the physics award our senior year because uh-huh. I was the only senior that took the AP physics exam. Why do I remember that? Uh, I remember you saying something like you were either like the only senior in the class that had, or it's only senior in some type of way. Uh, I mean, I think that people, people think that our classmates, um, didn't take to the physics like the AP physics instructor um for me I was fortunate to have him um right. for honors physics our junior year so I was able to um digest Newtonian mechanics yeah all the way through junior year so that when we got the senior year it was like when I was learning everything else um he was like kind of flying through it because i i i mean and i i do believe in his heart he was trying to help me out right um i don't think that he was setting me up for failure so if you're out there uh and like if you know um i i i think you did your best okay um i i don't i don't think that he was setting me up for failure i think that um it was just the physics curriculum right is a lot yeah it's it's a lot Mm -hmm. right um so fortunately like i was saying my uh our junior year Mm -hmm. I was at least prefaced with all the Newtonian mechanics and 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 so much of like the algebraic stuff that you needed to know. Yeah. So that when I went into that AP physics exam, I was like, crush this. Yeah. Crush, crush, crush. Mm-hmm. And then there were so many things about like relativity that I was just like, uh, because that was like at the like at the end of april yeah when the exam was in may that i was just not firm on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but uh i at least was able to say i i passed that exam i failed and when i say fail i i took the ap um government exam um and 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 same with that teacher i'm not i'm not shutting him down or saying he didn't do his job um but i i i think that he was more interested in current events and when we were in school yeah in that year it was 2004 we graduated 2005 so election year yeah there was just, it was like, we're talking about that. That was uh, John Kerry and 
George, George W. Bush. George W. Bush. Yeah. Because Al, yeah, Al, it was Al Gore and George Bush. 2000. 2001, right? Yeah. So, yeah, because that was, that was coming into our freshman year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, then, it was, then it was, yeah. Our senior year was the catch-up stuff. Yeah. 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 That's, um, whew, it's a lot, lot of memory. <laughs> I mean, we were mildly hitting the head on the nail about like history stuff i think in the last episode right we were talking about the wars a little bit yeah a little bit and um you and i being in high school and um it's and i i I think it's really fun because i went from i just did honors math in middle school and then went to honors science and then wound up in honors Spanish and wound up in AP government. Like I had all of these classes and then I don't have a college degree and you have a master's. (laughs) So it's like, it's just like, it it doesn't really matter. Everybody's got their own path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, I mean, I've I've always been that type of person like that says like, you know, I I believe the college isn't always for everybody. I I think, you know, that it it helps people, but I, I don't think, you know, everybody needs it because, you know, depending on what your preference is and what you're going for, I mean I mean you, you can go to college for certain things, but sometimes you just need to because carve your own path and you know you learn just as much you know yeah i think for me um you know traveling with the convention circuit for monsters yeah um with the hip-hop industry um i'm sure you've learned just from that like so much about the industry and how things run that college definitely wouldn't be able to tell you a lot of those things and, and that's the thing when it comes like building your own experience around certain things you know that college may not get you that experience you have to go out into the field yourself no i and i think that i think that traveling around the country i was able to digest the diversity of the different areas yeah. in the country rather than However, we exist in Delaware County. Mm-hmm. That's not how the rest of the country is. Yeah. So learning how to adapt being in a different environment was just super rewarding. Right. A- 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 like from the West Coast to, you know, Chicago, Texas. Like, no matter where in the country I was, I was like, okay, I can walk into a room and I can say, I love you for and being it, the human being that you are. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 and that taught me more about myself than any sociology class would teach me. It's just, and, and, Absolutely. It, and it's like, you know, um, because I was in sociology at Delaware County mm-hmm. that one time uh, went to Del- we'll save that for a different podcast I think that that's a different story that I'll save there you go <laughs> <laughs> I was only there for a semester but I took sociology and they were basically just like hey the world around you isn't just the world around you mm-hmm. right here Mm. And if you can adapt, then you're good. Yeah. And I was like, I can already do this without paying for this class. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like, and and that's one of the best things that dance taught me. Yeah. And 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 being in the art field is like the world isn't just like you Mm -hmm. you have to accept that people are different yeah you know and 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 that 
that was one of the most rewarding things about me growing up through dance was and and just being in the art industry in general right is like we all have a voice it's and and it's different all the time yeah so when i'm dancing and i'm expressing myself i'm like this is who i am yeah and i watch other people move it's like shen yun yeah when you went to the show and you you didn't think it was going to be not not that you cut it short before but you no, didn't think you were going to enjoy it i didn't it, have but, as high expectations with but it but then you watched but then when it. i saw it i'm like okay, okay. i can see why pe- everybody's like raving about this stuff yeah you know like i said i'm not the most like biggest historical person i'm not much of a history person but you could appreciate it yeah. for what it was jen is she loves history but for me and that's the thing i'm more of a science guy she doesn't like science she loves history i don't like history so it's kind of like the yin yin and yang thing mm-hmm. but uh i can see why people go back to it every year because you know it's like like saying in the other episode they they kind of you know go off the culture of chinese culture and then through the dance and everything but um you know it's same thing with music the fact that not many people fully you know can understand when it comes from seeing it in a musician type of way versus seeing it in a listener type of way there's two different types of ways you hear music sure same same thing with dance like there's two different types of way you can you know interpret dance from a dancer to a viewer perfect perfect let's get into it yeah it's so time. you know it, it when it uh, comes to you know music i always see like when i'm at a show i always feel like i'm looking at it differently than everybody else like not even from a, a point of like you know hey i know he's playing a les paul or i know he's playing with a marshall or it, it's not even that it's just more of like you know you just like you're you're thinking on a music level with it like oh, okay i i see why he like oh that was a cool you know verse they pro or i liked how they phrased that or a little bit where you know the the average listener is just you know casually listening and like yeah they did a great job cool clap it clap your hands and everything where like music we're kind of you know our our brains are wired a little bit and and i did a uh you know project on this when i was in college the fact that like the musician brain is wired a little bit differently and i'm sure it comes back to the same thing with dance that like you know our brains are wired a little bit differently when we when we are trying to interpret dance or interpret music versus the the average listener uh or just viewer in in uh contrast that not that we're trying to say we're different from anybody uh but you know the fact that uh you know we see things different and you know it's uh you know it, it it's it it doesn't necessarily I guess it's years they kind of took on me until I started seeing it this way. It just didn't really hit me in that way. I, I think it took a lot of years in order for me to really think the way I, that I think now. Uh, but I mean, did did you always see dance that way or did it kind of just like, as you matured, then you started seeing dance in different ways. I think the uh, biggest struggle. Cheers, by the way. Cheers, buddy and cheers to our viewers cheers thank you for all tuning in this is episode 10 we are in person everybody for the first time for one set this is our first one so many more let us know if you guys want to see us in person more often and we'll make sure to get that going you know because sure uh we're, we're having fun you know it, it's been a little bit before we actually started going live on this uh, real quick <laughs> man we we had some oh my god we were we had some lol moments <laughs> we were Whoopsie. rolling yeah yeah <laughs> in hindsight we were rolling yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
but um, yeah, it's it's um no, uh, as it's uh interesting how, like I said, we we try to um connect the world of music and dance together with this podcast because you know Jim being the dancer that he is and me being the musician that I am, uh, you know, we're, we're not anybody, you know, recognizable, but we have a passion for dance and music. And, you know, it's been ingrained in our lives for many years. And I think with our friendship, we've been able to kind of connect on those different levels. And, uh, you know, we've learned that dance and music have a intersect and you know you know because when you're dancing you're listening to music and you're interpreting that through a physical you know emotion where music you're listening to music and when you're going to see a, a band or an artist play you're seeing that put forth through an instrument or or a vocalist through their voice but uh you know i i always feel that it's cool to kind of just you know see where those two things you know meet in the middle and i felt that you know there's a lot of similarities to how we interpret our our two different art forms yeah so i um i think that what's important to acknowledge is like uh you're a scientist I'm a mathematician. Yeah. And I, I think we've talked about this. Our side hustles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I try to dissect dance and choreography in a structural way. Yeah. Just like you try to dissect um, when you're playing. Yeah. Technically. Mm -hmm. like from a technical perspective but you have to remember it's still an art form right so it doesn't always have to be cut and dry right um and and that's how i'm trying to feel about dance where i'm just like it's it doesn't always have to be cut and dry yeah <laughs> so it, it's refreshing but it's also frustrating yeah. <laughs> sometimes because it's like what do I do? Uh -huh. um, but at the same time, you have that flexibility. Yeah. It's not you working in a lab where things have to be like, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. A, B, C, D. And then you get to your end result. Done. Where yeah. music, it's like, you know, like we were saying on the previous that, you know, there's templates to like songwriting. Mm -hmm but it's not like you have to follow that every single thing. Like it's a template, but, or, or it's a guideline, but it's more of like a template that you don't have to follow it. You can take little bits and, but then you can make it your own. Well, and, and, and that's where you and I were talking about like status quo. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how old are you? I'm not asking your age, but <laughs> When you're up and coming, you're trying to follow a format because you're trying to follow the like the the, the current trends or the standards. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And you get to a point when you're like, okay, like us at our age now, it's like, I, I mean, you're upcoming releases that you're working on your projects that you're doing right now right everything is like dreamers are believers that one <laughs> you, you're not following a trend you're trusting in yourself yeah you know so for me um working with the current projects that i'm working on i'm not <laughs> there are zero projects that i'm working on right now that i'm like i'm trying to make this look like a current trend because i'm like i'm 35 years old sorry but i'm like 
when I hear music, I react to it. I, I know I yeah. said this previously, and I run with it, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, and 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 I think that uh, that sounds kind of like your dad, where he's like, nobody can tell me what to do with my phone. <laughs> exactly yeah so it's like for me it's you know i'm i'm not i have friends of mine that they try to follow the trend they're younger than me and they're like we need to incorporate social dancing and then i have a friend of mine a, a one of my better friends of mine Mm-hmm. He's a little older than me, and he said, he told me years ago, years ago, no, I'm just following my gut. Yeah. And, and, and that really stuck with me. It's like, as an artist, we get to make the decision. Right. And, and, and that is what really, really stuck with me. And I live a lot more freely now. Yeah. It, it feels so much more comfortable because I'm not trying to conform to a specific way of being. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus it's like, love me or leave me. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Absolutely. And more people are taking it. So it's like something's working. Something's working. Yeah. So it it's not uh like I said, conforming to a trend. Yeah. It's being yourself, trusting who you are. Yeah. And I think that that's so very, very, very important uh in the art industry mm-hmm. that we live in. It's you you can't try to conform to being what's popular you need to try to conform to being yourself because you will set yourself outside of the realm of yeah what everyone else is doing and 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 it will provide you uh is the word i i think it's individuality yeah and i've always tried to be like that with my writing like you know I, I've never been able to have somebody come and be like, oh, well, you sound like this person or you sound like that. Like, I've never been able to really, you know, say like I sound like a certain person. I, I feel like I have my own type of sound. Like I have people that I listen to, but I don't mm-hmm. try to sound like them. When I listen to my music, I don't really feel like I don't have something that clicks in my mind. Like, oh, well, this sounds like that person. But, you know, I, I try to like you were saying like your individuality uh, I think is a good and bad thing in a way that, you know, it's good to not be part of the trends that are out there because, you know, you and me, we, we both, you know, are on TikTok, uh, but like, you know, there's so many different trends and things with that. And there's a music community on there, but it's like, I've been watching so many things on there. It's like, well, if you really want to do good on TikTok, you have to be posting every day, four times a day, seven times a week. Mm -hmm. And if you do it correctly, you can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of followers. But like a person like me, I don't have time to be doing that. But then again, people are like, well, you don't want to have that type of uh, attitudes. Like, I don't have time with that. You can always make the time for that. I'm always like that type of person to be like, you know, it, if I can, you know, aggravate the time to get it done, I can get it done. But I'm like, you know, a family man, a full-time worker trying to post on like social media four times a day, seven times a week, impossible. And so it's like with the music community, it's like social media has, and you know, the music community in general these days has been so saturated like anybody can upload music these days and i guess it's kind of the same thing with dance too i mean you you mean it's almost in the same way i mean if you're a dancer you can just upload to the internet something that you dance to i mean but like for music you know 
you can you have the ability to download a doll record something and upload it to the internet and you you can just say hey this is my new single like they're saying like six uh about 40 to 60,000 songs each day are uploaded to Spotify so it's like how do you decipher your one song with 40 to 60,000 songs so it's like you know you have to be unique but like you don't want to try to follow trends because you know trends are nice but it's like you just don't want to be the next person to follow something you want to try to be the follower that everybody else follows yeah i mean that's uh, the hard thing to kind of compromise though it's like trying to be the one that everybody else follows instead of you being the person that follows something else yeah i have always been one uh jesus um i've always been one like i don't publish my work Mm -hmm. because as soon as i start doing it i have to continue to do it Mm -hmm. you know so the fact that I am so blessed that people recognize that I am of value, like without yeah. having to put my fucking self on the internet. Yeah. Um, I just am who I am. And it's like, as soon as I start doing it, I'm going to have to continue to do it. Yeah. So I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) No. Like, seriously, I'm like, I'd rather people acknowledge me by word of mouth or um, there are a couple studios that I reached out to on my own accord and was like, hey, if you need someone for a summer, gig and they're like oh we're actually looking for someone permanently and i'm like okay how much you want to pay me right (laughs) (laughs) what how much change you want to give me (laughs) (laughs) and it's hard and and that's another thing we talk about too like it's 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 hard to kind of talk money with people because i mean i i I come from it's it's the hardest God, yeah, it's a heart splooge. <laughs> it's it's fine. It laying on my laptop. We're it's good. all good. It, it um, it's because we don't want to be like greedy money grubber. Yeah, because we love what we do, you know. And it's 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 just hard. it's so many it, variables it, though. It's because you it's, don't want to overcharge, but you don't want to undercharge. You don't want to, but you want to kind of be in the middle. I come from playing shows for 20 bucks just to get gas money you know and sometimes i wouldn't even get paid i was selling 15 dollar tickets to get two but two bucks back and you know i would sell maybe 20 tickets but then those 20 tickets would go to the sound guy because like oh well you got to sell this amount of money in order to get paid first but if you sell 20 bucks that's going to go to the sound but sound guy so anything after 20 bucks you'll probably make but then you got to give it to this so there's so many different cuts and when I had my first show of, you know, cover gigs being like, so what What do you charge? I'm like, uh, I mean, you, you, uh, you don't know what number to say. I, I had to go wanna... and, you know, talk to a lot of people say, so what's the going rate for like a lot of these things? I don't know because like, I don't want to. So, I mean, thankfully now, I mean, I know my worth and how much to really charge, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard to talk those type of things. And I'm sure it's the same thing with, with you. It's like, you know, I, it's not, you know, your worth, but it's, it's never easy to really talk about money, especially when you're uh, a performer or musician or any type of art form or entertainment, you know, it's, it's definitely a hard uh, thing to talk about, but uh, you know, we all got to eat too. We all got to eat. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's, and you, it, it's, it's, you want to be respectful with it. 
And that's hard too, because like, where's the line? Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, you don't want to overcharge. You don't want to undercharge. You kind of want to be in the middle. Cause then if you're undercharging, you're kind of disrespecting the people that are already getting, you know, to a level of like, okay, I, I deserve to be paid more, but if you're going to pay this guy less, you know, you're kind of disrespecting in that type of level, you know? Yeah. Uh, so and it's like, you're, you're trying to find how not to sell yourself short mm-hmm. because you want to be, you want to own your own value, right? You want to own your own worth. Yeah. It's hard because you don't want to disrespect anybody on either echelon, right? Yeah. Higher or lower. You don't want to be like, oh, I want to charge this much, but maybe I'm not worth this. Yeah. But you don't want to be like, I want to be respectful and only charge this. And then they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Right. But you're better than that. Yeah. (laughs) It's good when you get the payday. I mean, regardless of the payday, but then when you have good uh, students that are taking your teaching to a level that you know that they're um, getting what you're... Dude, they, they were crushing. And I was like, I don't feel bad about charging what I charged because right. you guys are Whoopsie. killing this. Right. So you know that your teaching elements are getting through to them and they can, they're, they're teachable. That's the word to say that you coachable, it, it's coachable, yeah. teachable. Yeah. Uh, you know that when you, when you're regardless of money, if you have students that are coachable, that they're able to interpret what you're telling them to do, regardless of the money, that's like just as good because you know, at least what you're telling them, they're, uh, you know, getting down in there, just be like, okay, I got it. Yeah, And I'm sure you've had moments where, you know, that you've had students that are like, okay, it's going to take them a couple weeks to kind of get to that level. But then you've had moments where you've had students like, okay, you have a 30 minute class or I don't know how much an average class is like an hour, but, um, you know, that you're like, okay, you teach them this brand new dance and then an hour, like, okay, it's like they just learned it, you know. But it's like spot on from what you did. But then you have moments where it's like, okay, these kids might take a couple classes to get the whole thing down. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing, and um, this is for any dancer or musician or artist out there, is like when you're teaching someone, it's like, for me, it's like, I can teach technique. I can teach mechanics. Mm-hmm. If you can, if, if you as a student can understand dynamic, like how to flip your energy, uh-huh. like that's the thing I have, pardon me. <clears throat> I have some students I work with that I'm like, I have to explain it to them. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's completely fine. I have some students that they digest it immediately. And it's like, I have this one student in New Jersey um, who, when I go work with him, I can demonstrate the movement and say, um, have this kind of energy versus have this kind of energy. And it's just instant. It's done. Yeah. He has it. Um, but I have some students where I work with where I'm like, okay, you're understanding the mechanics of right. the coordination of the movement, but I, I need to like break down like, okay, do this like this. Do this like this. Do this like this. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. It's just um 
it's part of the gig. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's not, it's not beating me up. It's not breaking my back because at the end of the day, if the, if the student is working their hardest, then they're going to get the dynamic. They're going to work for it. Right. It's, it's, it's not a matter of, I am speaking advice in one ear and it's just running nah. out the other ear and they're just like what yeah which i do have students that are like that and yeah. and, and, and and that's that and, and it's everywhere it's not at one particular location or anything uh-huh. it, it, you, have di- you have different it levels happens for everybody yeah it happens everywhere and yeah. and um i have students like that at every location and i also have students that are superb at every location that are just like incredible yeah so there's no one studio that i work for that is like way way better um or one studio that is way way worse right no it's just I have some students that I need to work a little bit harder for everywhere. And I have some students that um, I can just uh, demonstrate information and Mm. they take it and run with it. And it's great. I mean, I mean, it's like Vince McMahon, we were talking on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Where he's like, you can grab the brass ring and be great. If you can. Yeah. And if you can't, uh, you can go to AEW or Ring of Honor yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I mean, and and that's not like a, like me knocking on anybody. That's just, I think, how he works. Yeah. You know? No, I think it's kind of the same way with uh, music on the fact that, you know, you have people that uh in in a guitar sense because i mean being a guitar player there there's people that are quick learners and then there's people that you know need a little bit of time to kind of just take it step by step where you know i think you've seen me in action a couple times where you've given me a piece of what to really you know listen to and then give me maybe a couple minutes and i'll you know play it right back not many people can do that i'm not perfect at it every time but some people have an ear for you know being able to relay music back really quick and some people i've seen people on the internet they're like you know they'll show them like a song and then they just play it right back in two seconds and i'm like you know that's just incredible that's an incredible talent but you know i think just like we've been talking there's uh professions and uh, you know, art forms that, you know, you have people on different types of levels. And I mean, I'm not uh, a teacher like you are that you teach with uh, dance, but um, there, there are different levels and skill levels that people, and it's, it's cool to kind of see, you know, in real time where, you know, especially in a dance type of thing uh, that, you can see the different skill levels of different people and how, you know, okay, this person's going to catch on to this really quick. So I may not have to give him as much attention, but this person here, not that he's not getting it, but I might have to give him a little more uh, attention in order for him to catch up to this person's level, you know? So it's almost the same thing when it comes to, you know, learning something on guitar that, you know, for, you know, person B who may be able to, you know, listen to a song and can, you know, get the chords down really quick. Person A might need, you know, a couple more tries to be like, okay, I need to go from transitioning in from a C chord to a G chord to a D chord where this person's already got that down and they're ready to go into this. But it's like, you know, uh, you know, it's cool to kind of just see different skill levels but how i mean 
I guess how they can interpret it that it's just the the more beautiful thing that you know there there's no right or wrong way to learning an art form it's just everybody has their own you know plateau of perspectives perspectives and plateaus of learning it not everybody's on the same skill level not everybody learns it as quickly as everybody but you know uh you know there there's no right or wrong way to learn i guess yeah so i mean for me um can you hold this yeah how are you grabbing it though gently whoopsie uh-huh. Uh-huh. okay so if we're talking dynamics and it's like okay if i were to say oh my god it's hard actually but it's like if I walk here rig versus if I went it's a little bit larger of a sense of urgency from the audience you know um, right but One's not better than the other, right? Thank you. Um, one was more casual and one was more uh, energetic. It's more in the delivery. Correct. Yeah. So. so it's like if you wanted to sing a song, like pick your favorite John Mayer song and sing it casually versus sing it with uh aggression yeah you know what i mean so like yeah. it's just finding the balance in the energy and i think that that's really important i'm starting to get you know into that special with my voice too it's like you know especially with going through these songs that i'm dealing with right now that how i used to sing them versus how i'm singing them now i'm trying to put more emotion into just being monotone and singing them like this trying to where trying to find patience but also trying to like balance the sense of urgency yeah right you're you're putting emotion into like i'm learning more of instead of just sing you're singing it but you're more I, i guess it's more thinking about like okay make sure you're on pitch and everything but like you're make, making sure you're on pitch, but like I'm trying to put more emotion into the vocal where it's like, you know, instead of just talking like this and everything, I can talk monotone and kind of have no emotion, but no value. But if I talk like this, you know, you're getting a little bit more emotion into what you're saying, you know, so it kind of you're, you're you're breathing exactly what I was just talking about with my body. Right. Because it's like. <laughs> You don't want to be lazy and boring. Yeah. But you also don't want to be overly excitable. Right. Right. You want to have that trying to have that balance. Yeah. In the middle. Yep. So, tips from the master Jim Green here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> tips from the both of us. <laughs> We're both the artists here. Okay. We're talking about dynamics, which is super important, and. I preach to all of my students. I say, what's your favorite show on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime? And why is it your favorite? I think we've talked about this too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is it your favorite? It's because it has a balance. It's like, not weak, but gentle, I think is a good word. Yeah. You were just talking about Ozark. Yeah. The the new season four. And you're like, dude, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, once I'm committed to something, like you, I'm just you like can't get off of it. Can't yeah. get off of it. My my brother just texted me before tonight. He was saying he just started Ozark. I'm like, so good. Let me know when you're done. But like, you know, I can't wait for part two. Get get it done now. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's like, you know, you're what you're trying to get into it's like you know 
it's gentle, but then at times it's like super strong. Yeah. Um, you're you're riding the wave of you know the whole thing. So be- because you're sitting there watching, and you're like, okay, I'm relaxed, and then all of a sudden, some guy happens. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's all good. Um, I I I want to tie this in honestly, uh, the best way that I can, and talk about how Michael Jordan used to play basketball, because he had such swag behind him, and he would be cool, calm, and collected, but then at the right moments, be super aggressive. Bro, have you seen the Last Dance yet? <laughs> You gotta see that. I gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Yeah, and you know me. I'm a big Michael Michael Jordan fan. I was about to say Michael Jackson. <laughs> I am Michael Jackson, it's, but Michael Jordan. But it's because we've it's talked the, about it, it's the MJ. Michael. It's, it's the Michaels. It's the, it's the Mike. <laughs> it's the Michaels. <laughs> it's the Mikes. <laughs> <laughs> but a big, big Michael Jordan fan since I've been a kid. Because ba- I mean, I guess basketball was my first love. Uh, coming up as a kid, everybody wanted to be like Mike as a kid. Uh, but you know, watching that documentary, it, it shows you how much that dude wanted to win, and he would do it at any cost. And the thing, like you know, he made his team better around him just to get to his main goal. It's it's so funny you mentioned that because uh, I was a guy who like I led a team like a dance team mm-hmm. and um, when I grew up I did not care about winning I did I was just like if we win we win if we don't fuck off I don't uh-huh. care um. And when I started my team, I was just like, I'm building a comp team, a competitive team. But if you guys don't win, I don't give a whoopsie. That's just how I was. That's who I was. Um, And now I'm like, if you're high and it's it's a lot different because I'm being hired from outside companies. Hey, can you set a competitive piece on us? Right. And I'm like, depends. Do you want to win? I'm so different about it now. Mm. <laughs> like the way that my brain is wired. Yeah. Is I'm like, um, if you can't win, I'd rather not take your money (laughs) but if like if you want to go win i'm gonna take you there yeah it's it's just such a different mindset that i'm in right now Mm -hmm. and and i hate feeling like i have like that ego or hate feeling like i have that confidence where i'm like if if you think that you can't handle my shoopsie, then I'd rather not. I think everybody has that type of ego a little bit to them. They're like, you know, it's, hey, I mean, it's just if you if you want to go I to this level that way, yeah. yeah I mean, just... I, I I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's not something that you portray, but like, I think everybody has to have a little bit of like a confidence ego to kind of just you know give them that boost of energy to kind of be like you know i i know i can do this but like it's not to the point of being cocky in a, in a way but uh you know yeah it it's you you, you kind of it, it's good to have some type of an ego but some you know some people have you know it to the point where it's like can be annoying well but it's just a matter of like i don't want to be Whoopsie about it. Right. That that's a totally different level. Yeah. I but like, I, I, I want to be like here's the thing. Like, confidence solid. is a different thing. 
If you're confident like, about yourself, that's different. But when you're egotistical in certain ways, that that's when it can be a little bit like, okay, I mean, this guy's full of himself. But like when you're confident and you know that, hey, if if you're, you know, looking at me to take you to this certain level, I can get you there. You know, that's just more of some, I guess, depends on how you say it. But like, you know, you know, you can do it. So, I mean, you're being more confident in what you're presenting to these people more than being egotistical about it. Yeah, I think um, like for I have one student in Delaware who um, like I was so nervous about him getting into college and especially the college dance team. And when I found out he got in the college dance team, I was like, okay, boom. Cause I was so stressed prior to that because um, I felt like there was weight on my shoulders. Um, so, He's in a good spot. And the other one of my students from New Jersey, he's gotten into um, every single school that he's applied to. Mm -hmm. Number one, he's... Well, number one, two, three, four, and five, he's just wicked great. He's smart. He's talented. He's got all the things and then i have another student who got into um penn state main campus main 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 <laughs> um and that was his target school um for the last like eight to ten years mm -hmm. so he got in there from what I was told, but I don't know if that's his like end game choice, which is fine. Um, I think um, what's important is to acknowledge like whatever we want to do, you can do it. Because you can do anything, right? Um, because I have doubted myself for 15 to 20 years now, almost, and said, I don't believe in myself doing this, but I did it anyway. And I think that that's important to acknowledge is like, when you're insecure about things, just be confident. Just it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Just be confident. Because uh, the times that I didn't think that I could do a thing, and I just did it anyway, and was confident, um, I did it pretty well. Even when I felt like I didn't do it okay, I still did it. And that's that's incredibly important. So to our listeners, when you think you can't do a thing, do the thing. Be confident in yourself. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Now, I hmm. uh, I had way too many times where I didn't think I could do a thing. And uh, I just did. Um, so you should too. And be confident in yourself. Yeah. And anything else? Yeah. Uh, I think we can wrap up a little bit here. Uh, you know, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us tonight. 
this has been episode 10. Uh, this is the first in-person episode of one set. Bro, love you, man. So glad we started this podcast together. Love you too, Ann. Thank you so, so much. And thank, and thank you, guys. you to our audience. Yep. We will be back with another episode next week. Make sure you guys are sharing this with your friends and family. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, at one set pod, and email us anytime you want at uh, one set pod at gmail.com. Send us some, uh, you know, good news, some things you want to uh, hear from us, anything you guys have that you would not want us to be uh, discussing more, you, more stuff you want to hear from us. You know, we want to hear the feedback. So feel free to hit us up on email and or on social media. So we will see you on the next episode. Anything you want to say, Bob? Uh, thank you, guys. Love yous. Uh, especially talking to, into a mic. It's not a hammer. <laughs> That's not a hammer. <laughs> uh, love you, guys. Thank you. Um, And until next time, thank you guys. Love you guys.